Mighty is the power of the cross. The prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus was to be born, talked about that mighty power. He talked about what actually would happen as Jesus Christ, God's own Son, the suffering servant would come to those who were broken, to those who were wounded, to those who were lost, to those who were sinful, to those who have drowned in their own sin and shame. The mighty power of the cross. Isaiah 53. The prophet Isaiah writes these words in verses 3 through 6. It says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. For our transgressions, He was crushed for our iniquity. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with His stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to His own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, this evening we gather to remember the power, the might, the glory, the healing, the life and the death of Your Son, Jesus, on the cross of Christ. Father, we ask that You would send the Spirit of the living, resurrected Christ into this room to remind us, to remind us tangibly of the sacrifice that Jesus became for our sin as He became our sin as He was pierced for our transgressions. He was wounded because of our iniquity. And amazing, it's here at the cross of Christ that through His piercing, through His stripes, through His wounds, we are healed. Father, we're here and we're Yours. And we're broken and we're undone. We're hurting and we're lonely. We're sad and we're depressed. We're anxious. And we need to be healed again. Father, each one of us brings into this room wounds. We ask that the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Christ would come and heal us 
feed us, strengthen us, remind us, be with us. We are yours and we need you. We pray this in Christ's powerful name. Amen. Being in the ministry for 18 years, it's been amazing to see how far you would go, the distance you would travel for the healing of loved ones. I've seen it time and time again when a loved one is in need and any, anything is not too far, anything to pursue to find healing for a loved one. That pursuit of healing became painfully personal this last year as Katie battled through cancer. And some of the questions that immediately come up for all of us who have been on those journeys longing for healing, longing for hope, longing for answers, and the questions that immediately come to any of those of us who are on these journeys is where? Where do we go? I mean, where do we go for the absolute best healing? Where is it? Where do we need to go? Where do we need to be? Where? The question of where. The question is always one of who. Who do we need? Who do we need to go to? Who do we need to find? Who do we know that has the most wisdom, the most knowledge, the most experience? Who is that person that we can find, that doctor that can provide us the pathway to healing? So there's the where. There's the who. And then there's the what. What's the right treatment? What's the right thing for us to do to try to find health? Well, the question tonight for all of us as God's family is similar. Is where do we go? Where do we go as a family for the wounds and the healings that we are suffering from living in a sin-torn world? For being sinners ourselves. The brokenness that still remains. Where do we go? We go here. God's family, this is where we go. We go to the cross of Christ. We go to the place where God's own Son, the living Word becoming flesh, the perfect spotless Lamb of God, would be wounded for our wounds. Would be broken for our brokenness. He would die for our death. He would hang in shame for our shame. It's here. Where do we go? We go here. We should go here every day. We should go here. And we're going to start here this evening. Where do we go to find healing for the wounds? Orangewood family, we go here. And guess what? We experience healing. And we experience peace. For Orangewood's family, for God's family, who? Who is the right person? Who is the right one we turn to to find? And I know you know the answer. I know you know what I'm going to say. It's Jesus. Is it not the name that is above every name? It is Jesus, the one who is the eternal creator of all things. It is Jesus who right now holds all things in his hand. It is Jesus, the one who has opened up the heavenly realms for us. It is Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is dead but now lives. It is Jesus that we go to. He is the person that personifies healing, that personifies hope. And we go to him. And we say, heal us again today. Bring us peace. What is the right treatment for God's family? And amazingly, it's being infused 
with Jesus. It's being infused with Jesus. It's, it's what Scripture calls being in Christ. Amazingly, that God the Father sees His children in Christ Jesus, which means this, He represents us. He represented us perfectly as He walked on this earth and lived a sinless life. His sinless life becomes our sinless life in Christ Jesus. His sacrificial death, the death to sin and death, becomes our death to sin and death. Again, through His wounds, through His brokenness, through His blood, through His righteousness, we are healed. So what is the treatment for us? Well, it's by God's grace. It's by God's grace through faith in Christ Jesus that we embrace the One who can give us life. The One who can give us hope. The One who can heal us. That's Jesus. What wounds do you bring into this place? I would imagine that each one of us brings wounds in this place. And for many of you, you may have wounds that no one else knows. Maybe even your family. Maybe even a husband or or a wife. But each of us have wounds. What wounds have you brought in? Maybe it's an absent father. I mean, maybe you grew up with a distant father, maybe in the home or away from the home. Maybe it was an absent father with his love and his affirmation. And maybe it's just a wound that you are living with. And for many of your, the, the men here tonight, I know that's true. Maybe it's an overbearing mother. Maybe it just uh, grew up and you never could quite get it right. And you never could quite find the love of a mother that you just would love to have had. Maybe it's a wound of an overbearing mother. Maybe it's just a wound of loneliness. And not just for single people. Maybe even married people. Maybe it's just a wound that you're just lonely. You just ache. You're just longing to be loved and longing to be understood. And maybe for some of you, you've most of your life have just felt alone. Maybe for some it's a wound of a failed marriage. That somehow you feel like you got this stigma in your life. Somehow you feel like your dreams didn't come true. And maybe it was just the wounds of how that thing imploded. And maybe it was the things that were said or the divorce proceedings. Or maybe it was just that whole process. And maybe for some of you here it's just that wound of divorce. Maybe for some it's just the wound of a a failing marriage that's right here tonight. That you just... Not what you thought it would be. And the barbs and the jabs of what you would hope to be two lovers loving each other has become a battleground. What wounds do you have? Maybe it's wounds that come with a prodigal son or daughter. Maybe it's the wounds that come from failed performances. You have them. I have them. Even as God's children, it's the wounds. It's amazing what we do with the wounds. We're afraid of them. We're afraid of them. We try to hide them. We don't want anybody to know them. Wounds are somehow weaknesses. 
So what do we try to do? We try to jam them down a little bit farther, not really deal with them. And, and then we know that that leads to more wounds and, and more brokenness and more sadness. And our lives begin to crumble and come undone. It's the cross of Jesus Christ that calls us back again and says, come. Come, listen, you don't have to hide your wounds anymore. You don't have to be embarrassed. Because Jesus has paid the price for us. You see, tonight, tonight I'm inviting you, as God's representative tonight, I invite you into God's presence to experience God's healing. Tonight, God wants to take those wounds. Tonight, God wants to take that brokenness. Tonight, God wants to take that sorrow. And God wants to heal you tonight. He wants to be with you. He wants to bear that shame and that sorrow. Tonight, in the triune God's presence, that's why we ask Him to come. Come with power. Don't cover up. It's interesting, Jesus in His life, uh, He walked into Matthew 9, He tells us an account of Jesus' life. And Jesus walks into this house and there was a blind man there. And this blind man uh, came to Jesus and never before has there been recorded of a blind man receiving sight. And He came to Jesus and He said to Jesus, can you heal me? And Jesus asked them this question that really He needs to ask. And He is asking every single one of us. Do you believe... I can do this. Do you believe? That's right. You got it right, Noah. The answer is yes. I believe. Let me ask you, sophisticated Orangewood family, do you believe Jesus can come heal us tonight? Do you believe God's Spirit can come with such power that there's wounds that we have that can really be touched tonight? Do we really believe the Holy Spirit could come to a Presbyterian church like this on a night like this and meet us and love us and heal us? We believe. I stand here as your pastor saying, I believe. And what we're doing tonight is a service of saying, God, heal us. Give us courage to say, these are our wounds. And we come to the one who was wounded for those wounds so that we can live. Our great God does continue to heal us today. And tonight we're going to follow his prescription to healing. We're going to come to the cross. We're going to come here to the emblem of suffering and shame. This emblem that we sing about, the emblem of suffering and shame. Do you know that this is the end of suffering? This is the end of shame that our suffering and shame was nailed there. And yes, the kingdom is here now and it's not here fully, but this is it. We know that there's been a death to our shame. There's been a death to our brokenness. There's been a death to our sinfulness. It's been nailed here. And so we come here today. We come back to the cross. This is where we're going to begin. We're going to begin by coming back to the cross with our wounds. And saying, God, I believe you can heal me here. I come back to the cross of Christ. And we're going to kneel them here. From there, we're going to go to the table. The table is two tables here for communion. The bread and the cup are, are both here. This, really, the table is the fruit of what Jesus has done on the cross. 
Jesus, the night before he was betrayed, he gave to us this meal. And he said this, he says, I want you to take this meal to remember. To remember what? To remember the cross. To remember the healing that took place. To remember the penalty that was paid. To remember what God did for us on the cross. Remember. That's why we have the bread that is broken. It represents Christ's blood, or body broken for us. That's why we have the cup. The cup is representing Christ's blood shed for us. So we come. It's interesting. Different, different denominations believe different things about the table. Some believe that the table, the actual bread and wine, become again the body and blood of Jesus Christ. They believe that every time they have communion that Jesus is sacrificed over again. And they believe that they are saved, healed, through the actual elements becoming the body and blood of Jesus Christ. It's not right. It's not scriptural. You know how many sacrifices were sufficient to heal us? One. Do you know that that perfect spotless Lamb of God made the one sacrifice that what the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do? Do you know it worked? Do you know the Father accepted it? Do you know it worked? And so we don't need to have the body and blood here today, literally. Because it worked! Some will believe that this table, it's just a memorial, it's just a sign. It's just like, hey... It's nothing really here other than it's basically it's a road sign that something happened here. And we take this and that we got to remember what God has done. That's not right either. It's a memorial view of it. So what do we do when we go to the table? We come to the cross, we go to the table. God feeds us and heals us through the bread and the wine. He's here spiritually. This is how God heals our wounds. This is how God strengthens us. This is how God makes us more like Christ. It's more than just taking a little bit of bread and taking a little bit of wine. Jesus Christ is here. And he says we're to do this in remembrance of him. And he will feed us tonight and he will heal us tonight. Do you believe it? And there'll be a time for prayer. Scripture says this. Here's, here's a prescription. We go to the cross. We remember that one sacrifice. We go to the table. We say, Jesus, feed me. And then we also have an opportunity for prayer. James 5, 13 and 14 says, is anybody here that's suffering? Anybody suffering? Well, here's what you should do. You should pray. goes on to say, is anybody weak? Is, is, is anybody in need? Call the elders. Call the church. And let them pray for you and over you and anoint you with oil. So in the back, you're going to see groups of chairs of prayer. And if you need to come and just be prayed for by a, a, a godly man and, or a godly woman, that would be our honor. So we're here tonight to ask Jesus to come and come with our wounds and say, heal us. Heal us. Heal us. Our wounds. This is the prescription that you've given to us. After the cross, you come to the table and you can, don't have to do these in, in any order. And you'll have the bread. Remember, it was Jesus on the night that He was betrayed that He took bread. And after He had given thanks to the Father, He broke the bread. He said, this is My body broken for you do this, take this in remembrance 
of the cross and remembrance of me and remembrance that for your wounds, for your sins, for your brokenness, I was broken. For your brokenness so that you can be whole. I want to feed you tonight, Jesus says. I want to feed you tonight spiritually. Remember what I have done for you. It's an amazing meal. It's a meal just for God's family. So if Jesus isn't in your heart, don't come take a meal that says He is. Instead, take Jesus tonight. But if you are a Christian, a born-again Christian, and you've come to Christ, this meal is for you. And when you feel comfortable... Maybe after you go to the cross or after prayer, you come forward and the pastors and the elders will have a privilege of serving you. In the same manner, Jesus took the cup. And he, after he had given thanks, he said, this cup is, is really no ordinary cup. I mean, this cup is the new covenant. There's a new covenant, a new way of responding to God and and relating to Him. It's a new covenant and it's in my blood. And this blood that I'm going to shed for the forgiveness of sins for many, I mean, really for all of my family, for all of my sheep, I am going to shed my blood for their healing, for their purchase, for their beauty. I want you to drink it. Oh, it's not literally His blood. But He's here. He's here spiritually. I want you to drink it in remembrance of me. Today we're going to do the intention method, which means this. You come, and some people call it rip and dip, but you know, that's kind of crude, but it's kind of rip and dip. Now, some of you aren't very good at it. Some of you think that it's going to be, some of you are so humble, you take the smallest little piece, you know, and really all you're doing is dipping your fingernails in there. That's kind of gross. So get a piece. Remember. Remember, this is the body of Christ shed for you. You If you need to go at it twice, go at it twice. Get yourself a piece. And remember, body, blood. Broken for you. Shed for you. For your wounds. For your sins. Do it in remembrance of Him. When you feel that God has prepared you for the table, come. There's two. And again, maybe you first want to go and be prayed for. Maybe you first want to go to the cross. I'm going to pray for the table. I'm going to ask God's blessing on it. And I'm going to explain a little bit more of the cross. And then we're going to spend time with Jesus and ask Him to heal our wounds. Let me pray. Father God, give us, give us the grace to believe that You, Lord Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can come tonight and remind us of what Christ has done for us on the cross. That this infusion with Christ, that, that we can join in with His victory. That His death can become our death. So that His life can become our life. Jesus, You know our wounds. You know our wounds. Even before we utter them, You know our wounds. Why? Because You were pierced for our wounds. 
You were broken for our wounds and our sinfulness. And amazingly, in God's economy, it's through your wounds. It's through your brokenness. It's through your Son bleeding to death on a cross that we are healed. Father, come and feed us. May your Holy Spirit be here. Would you use the bread and would you use the cup to make us more like Christ? And God, would you use it? Would you give us the faith to believe that you're going to use it? And just the power of the Spirit to heal us. God, I pray for each man, woman, and child who's going to partake today. Who's going to come to the cross. Father, would You give us holy boldness to be able to come to You and say, these are my wounds. I know You know them. But I'm going to give them to You. I'm going to give them to You here at the cross and I'm going to ask You to heal them again today. Father, come and be with us and heal us and strengthen us. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Again, when you feel comfortable, you're going to find that you were handed an envelope. In the envelope, you'll find a pencil and a piece of paper. I want to ask you to prayerfully consider, and if you need to spread out a little bit, that's fine. But just prayerfully consider, what wounds have you dragged in here today that you want Jesus to heal? When you fill that out, and I want you to bring it to the cross, and we got a hammer here, we got nails for those of you who would like, and nail it right to the cross. And say, Jesus, today I'm, I'm in faith coming to you and saying, I, I, I need healing. If you prefer not to do that, maybe you want to lay it at the cross, or maybe you just want to go to the table, that's fine. If you want to go have prayer first, uh, that's fine as well. I got a performance wound. I've only had it for 44 years. I got this issue, I just never feel good enough. I just often feel like I don't do enough. I'm not good enough. But I know that in Christ, I'm complete. And I know I'm healed. And I know I'm His. Heal me, Jesus. Let me encourage you to come. The singers will sing. And you feel, if you're unable to come forward with communion, if you'll let us know, we'll have a few elders uh, bring you the elements. My dear Orangewood family, come and let Jesus love you. Come and let Jesus heal you. Come. Come.